Hey, have you heard? The good folks from Farnham are giving away a gorgeous, decked out Farnham 75th anniversary John Deere Gator filled with $1,000 worth of Farnham horse care products. Visit www.farnham.com backslash 75-giveaway to see the prizes and enter for a chance to win. Again, that is www.farnham.com backslash 75-giveaway. Happy 75th anniversary, Farnham. Thank you for always being our partner in horse care. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey guys, it is Caitlin Gustav, and I don't know about you, but I am so ready to hear who wins the American Rope Horse Maturity Association World Championships, which are coming to Fort Worth October 21st through 23rd. When you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, it is October 19th. So on Thursday is when the ARHFA World Championships uh, kick off. And so speaking of that, Today on this episode of The Short Score, you will get to hear from Chelsea Schaefer. I know she's usually not on The Short Score, but she lives next door to the Ellermans. And so she got to go sit down and talk with Jay Ellerman, who is actually one of the judges for this weekend's event. And so she and Jay talk all about the ins and outs of judging and, you know, what what Jay actually looks for when he is judging a horse um, and, you know, those little secrets that maybe you want to want to hear. Um, and they talk about some of the great horses that have been shown in previous years and so much more. So I hope you guys really get a lot out of this. And don't forget that American Rope Horse Maturity Association World Championships are coming back to Fort Worth, Texas at the Will Rogers Memorial Center October 21st to the 23rd, and it is set to pay out over $700,000 to the best young horses in the Western industry's richest sport. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I, it's been a couple years since we sat down. I think you were one of my first interviews when we started this podcast. You were. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. It sucks being my neighbor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so for everybody listening, we're sitting down with Jay Ellerman. Um, and you are judging the American Real Horse Futurity Association World Finals this year. Yeah. Second, yeah. second time. Second time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, glad to be back. Enjoy the sport. Yeah. Now tell me... Um, you have a huge history of judging, right? You you judge in the AQHA after you were a competitor or during? Uh, pretty much after. Mm-hmm. I judged some uh, quarter horse shows and then uh, did a few of these uh, fraternities for Jay before it was what it is now. So, yeah, I'm glad to glad to be back and be involved with it because it's really growing. Yeah, absolutely. And you train rope horses throughout the year still? Um, some. Not near as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were showing all the time, we trained. But not so much anymore. Uh, Tammy got into real estate, 
we got diverse uh, <laughs> we do a lot of other stuff now yeah now can you describe what you're looking for really in in a head horse on on october 21st what is really going to to mark high oh well something that everybody likes something a little bit different you know i'm a little bit old school but i can see where uh things needed to change a little bit from what was happening in the, what they were looking for, I should say, in the mm -hmm. quarter horse deal because it wasn't practical. Mm -hmm. So now I think you're looking for a horse that's, uh, that everybody can ride, that is user-friendly, that uh, uh, say, okay, so for instance, a head horse, um, they always have to score because the start is everything. Uh, I look for one that that uh, will let the roper do his thing and not get in his way. Something that looks like it's easy to ride. Uh, so I want one that that scores well, uh, doesn't drag you out of there. Uh, no funny stuff in the box. Doesn't squat. All that kind of stuff. Uh, a horse that breaks flat and leaves when I want him to. Uh, one that runs and rates on his own, uh, a horse that stays in his lane, which is something that's a little bit different than, than what used to be because headers would run narrow, you know, and uh, their horses would slide a long ways and, and that kind of thing, and that's not practical anymore. Uh, so they got to stay in their lane. They still you have to use their, have to use their butt. Uh, and they're strong at the horn, but not too strong. Something that's uh, controllable, that'll let you soften the corner if you need to, or give you a little bit more. And then a horse that finishes well. And I don't really care, uh, you know, if they finish what I would call the old style, where more like a horse get on his butt and roll back to face, or a horse that faces more like they do today. Just one that uh, gets around nice and sharp and, and always stays quiet. Yeah, at what point do you start watching the horse? I, you know, I see some of those horses, they walk in there like Western Pleasure Horses into the box. How, at what point, like when they call the guy's name and they move from the holding pen, when do you start? I, I watch from the time they start toward the box. And that's something I, I really learned when I judged the first fraternity. Um, is I don't... Uh, I don't watch the rider at all. I don't really care who's riding, who's showing, doesn't matter to me. I focus only, if I'm judging the head, I focus only on the head horse. I couldn't tell you who healed the steer. Because I, I don't want to get caught up in the run. Because, I mean, there's, there's so many great ropers now and so many good horses that you can't get caught up in the run because you think, gosh, that was a great run. But did the horse work? Yeah. You know, was he was he that really that good? So I, from the time he starts toward the box, I start watching the horse till the time he faces and even rides off for a minute, just to see what that horse's demeanor is and uh, how well I like it. It's it's hard because you only have yeah. six or seven seconds. You, you I mean, to make up your mind mm -hmm. as to what just happened. What did I just watch? Yeah. You know. And yeah. the ropers are so good. So that's where I think with this system that they have, uh, where it breaks it down into maneuvers as a judge, 
it helps quite a bit. And for people who, I mean, I've watched the Futurity every year and every, every day one, I have to catch my brain back up as to how the time affects the run. Can you explain that to, to somebody who maybe is new to the Futurity world? Well, th that's a good question for Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know it's a third. Mm -hmm. It's a third of the score. Yeah, it's a third of the score. Mm -hmm. Does, I mean, with it being a third of the score, I mean, obviously the time itself affects the run. But does a faster run at the bottom half of the arena versus a, a slower run that's still pretty at the at the catch pen, you know, toward the catch pen, how does that affect your judging? Um, honestly, if the steer runs and the horse works, it, it doesn't make mm -hmm. that big a difference to me. I'm, I mean, I'm just watching the horse and judging his maneuvers. Okay. Um, you know, if a steer really runs and that horse drops down and he runs and he gets a hold and does everything, and plus, that can be plused, uh, a steer that lopes and a horse leaves and he rates really well and just lets you rope and he's real soft right there, that can be plused also. So. Mm -hmm. um, do you look at anything like if they've got a hackamore on, anything about the headgear or anything, does that affect, other than how the horse works, does it affect anything for you? Not really, mm -hmm. not really, because a lot of times uh, where you sit, you can't, can't see, see that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see where they have a hackamore or whatever, mm -hmm. which um, I, I used hackamores a lot too, so it's like, it's not that big a deal. They always told me that's like a secret, that some horses just show better because they can't open their mouths. So how much does opening <clears throat> the well, mouth affect Yeah, things? I mean, that can, that's true, <laughs> yeah. But we're still judging the maneuvers. Um, you know, and as far as the hackamore goes, I think the reason people started showing in that is uh, when I first started showing, they showed horses in multiple events. Mm -hmm. And so if you were going to show him in the roping, you didn't really want to be pulled on, mm -hmm. so you put a hackamore on him so that somebody else could show him in the rain in or, or mm -hmm. the western riding or whatever they were showing him in. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, in a heel horse, can you describe the... The ideal run in the hill? Uh, kind of the same thing, you know, a horse that stays good in the box uh, will leave when he's asked. Uh, a horse that uh, leaves flat and, and will leave if the steer trots, he'll trot along beside him. If he runs, he'll run where he's very controllable, uh, stays in his lane, is, doesn't, doesn't want to cut in, will stay up and around him. Uh, I know nowadays guys ride their horses up there, uh, so I personally, if we're trying to, to find a horse that's, that's ready to go and ready to be competed on now, you can't be way back in the cheap seats. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have him up there and, and uh, make a nice uh, soft corner and don't want something that's climbing or running over the steer and squares up and, and stay straight when he stops. Uh, how mu yeah, how much slide do you want in the hill horses? You know, a little bit's good, but I don't think they have to slide. I mean, you got to get the run stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're talking time, things have got to stop pretty fast. Yeah, absolutely. I hear the guys throw around the word showy all the time. They say this horse is really showy. Can you define showy and how much that affects your judging? Um, there are certain horses, and and I don't know. We've talked about this a lot. It's like. He's got it. 
or mm-hmm. a person has it. Well, can you describe it? Not really. But when you see a particular horse and you see him work, it's got, he's got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it, it's like, it com- comes back to me. It's like the horse uh, at the first fraternity uh, that really stuck in my mind. He didn't win it. But I knew he had it was dual Patron. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the first time you saw that horse, it's like, man, that's, I like that yeah. horse. Yeah, that's like who I think of when, I, when the word showy comes up. Yeah. That's like the horse. Yeah, yeah. it's like, but, and, and he didn't win it that year. And it's, I often think, well, the horse that won it was really nice. And I'm glad that he went on to, I think he won it the next year. And he won the world show and he won all that. But it's like, man, that was a Nice horse. Didn't Joseph miss in the third round or something? I, I don't remember, but Sorry, it was Joseph. like, <laughs> oh, it was too. like, man, that was a nice horse, and I really yeah. liked him from the start. Yeah, yeah, I remember Joseph was just sick about whatever happened, and I can't remember what, yeah. what exactly. So happened. he he comes to mind. Yeah, definitely. You know, and mm-hmm. obviously the horse that JD won the heading on yeah. was a pretty good pick because he came back and won it the mm-hmm. next year. So he had, he has it, whatever that is. Air Jordan was so big. Um, yeah. Do you think, I mean, he had it. Was it anything to do with his size? I mean. No, I, I just think he was real correct in the mm-hmm. way he works. And he's still, you know, JD rides him. Yeah. At a lot of rodeos and ropings now, so. Yeah, I was just talking to Tyler Wade about him the other day. Tyler said he's practiced on him and he's outstanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he is big. Yeah. He is big. big. He's bigger than what I like, but, mm-hmm. you know, some people like that. And the horse that Dakota wanted on last year was not just huge uh-huh. by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, yeah, none of Trevor's that have worn throughout the year are massive. Uh, well, now have you been to any of the fraternities leading up to this? Did you show or did you? No. Oh, well, yes, I've been to a couple. Mm-hmm. I've been to, I go to Scottsdale every year mm-hmm. and watch over there. Uh, Britt had a little mare that he showed me healing. Uh, but yeah, I go over there and watch. Mm-hmm. So. Try to stay involved. And I go to a few rodeos and, and things because I know <clears throat> the sport's evolving. And to do this, you got to stay kind of in it to see where it's going and what everybody likes to ride and how everybody's getting so fast and what their horses has to be like. Because in the end of the deal, uh, you're only as good as what you ride. Mm-hmm. And if you, you only can do so much with talent, you got to have a good horse in there. Now, you said, you know, the, the, the end game of these horses is that anybody could ride them, that they need to look, you know, they need to look the part. Do you have a percentage of World Series horse versus a percentage of Rodeo <coughs> horse? Or, like, where is that line for these maturity horses? Do they need to look more like they can go to the finale or look more like they could go to Cheyenne oh. or a nice happy medium? But, you know, it's <laughs> kind of got to be in the middle because... In my opinion, the horse will tell you where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's not very many horses that are good enough to be what the best guys need. I think you know. I mean, it's it's pretty hard, pretty hard to come up with that great horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say the market. I think really what guys are <clears throat> trying to achieve is. A horse that fits the market to where they'll fit anybody and they can get the most money mm-hmm. and what's nice now is uh, horses are starting to bring more closer to what they w- they're worth because you know 
to go buy a nice horse is expensive. Mm-hmm. And then you put all this time in on him. And he, may, he might make, he might not. But when he does, if you get 100000 for him, by the time you've rode him four or five years, you may only be making a, a dime an hour. Who knows? Right. Maybe not even that. Yeah. So it's like everybody thinks, oh, we're getting all this money. It's like, man, you don't know where we've come from. Well, and that's what you were, what you and I were talking about at the beginning. You, you went from a horse trainer and a roper to you, you use the term diversified, you know, you yeah. guys, because the horse training deal, you couldn't. It's tough. It's so tough. It's so tough. And, and you know, when we were, when I had the most horses, when I was training, I had 30 head around and I'm telling you what, now that is a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, and it's hard. When, when you have a lot of customers and everybody thinks their horse is going to be the best and they don't all turn out that way. Mm-hmm. There's very few exceptional yeah. horses and it just seems like the best way to have a great horse is you got to start with one. And the business model is so interesting right now, how it's, how it's kind of shifting, mm-hmm. whereas guys like Trevor are raising and training mm-hmm. horses on, on their own. And then there's guys like Dakota who have all these customer horses that you're playing a different game. You are. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, uh, Trevor knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He does. He knows exactly where he's going, what he's, what he's shooting for. Uh, where Dakota rides what somebody else thinks what they mm-hmm. want. So it's, it's, it's hard on both ends, but it's like, yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah, you're either keeping the customer happy, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother ball. It's a whole nother layer to it. Sure. Whereas, you know, Trevor is in this very unique position that nobody yeah. else in the roping industry has ever gotten themselves mm-hmm. where he can pick and choose. It's, it's interesting. Uh, the guys have been talking about that model a lot yeah, in interactions this year, just how different the game is. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's changing. And I think that's why it's so tough. Mm-hmm. You know, gosh darn, he's made it tough. Yeah. And he's going to continue to make it tough he's made everything tough always but you know he's just great at what he does yeah it's funny i mean jay um Wadhams and i were talking he said for god's sakes he hasn't even won it yet and everybody's just worried about him yeah which he hasn't and right I mean, right but yeah it is funny to think that that everybody talks about him so much but he has yet to leave with the yeah. American Rail Horse Maturity Association. Right, exactly. Local. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting this year. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. There's a, be a lot of great horses there. Are you gonna go to the cow horse for ropers on Wednesday night and watch those guys go down the fence? On that uh, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably will go. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I enjoy that too. I have to pick Tori. I'm gonna be down there for we're shooting for Roping.com for a couple days and then. Uh, gonna go pick Tori up at the airport because like I said the real horse maturity is our family vacation mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and then cut over to watch the mm-hmm. I want to see Wesley Thorpe's gonna show the horse that in the cowboys for ropers that he won the maturity on last year so that's that'll awesome be, that'll be different yeah that'd be cool mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah well thank you so much sorry you have to be my neighbor and my guinea pig for no problem <laughs> thanks for having me thanks Jay thank you guys for listening to this episode Chelsea, thank you for going over to the Ellermans and talking to Jay. And Jay, thank you for being on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And don't forget all of the coverage from the American Rope Horse Maturity Association World Championships. This week is brought to you by our friends at Resistall. So stay tuned because Chelsea is going to be keeping you up to date from Fort Worth, Texas.